from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is your episode for Tuesday, May the 8th. Thank you again for listening, and we are joined again today by Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest. Matt, thank you for coming back. Absolutely, Chris. Good to talk to you again. Nice talking to you. Uh, I'm sure you're in, still enjoying the weather. Uh, still gorgeous, at least in Kansas City, it seems. Uh, great yeah, minicamp weather. Great football great, weather. Great minicamp weather. You couldn't couldn't have ordered up any better. Yep. So we've already kind of talked about the draft class. We've kind of already kind of talked about the free agents a little bit. Uh, is there any guys that you have really noticed over the first couple of days that have stood out to you the most? You know, probably maybe a little bit overlooked um, with some of the other things we talked about, especially with the you know, the draft picks and everything. Um, there's a couple of running backs that have looked really good. You know, Daryl Williams, the the running back from LSU, got a lot of attention coming into camp. He's looked good. I mean, there's a lot of speed there. You can certainly see why he had some production in college. Um, there's a, I'm trying to remember, it's 38, Kyle Hicks um, from TCU. Uh, Big 12 guy and everything. I, I, I think he's looked really nice. They've He's had some passes out of the backfield, shows good some good hands. Uh, seems like he can run some routes. Uh, he's got good speed. He was running away from some guys. So, you know, I, I, I think there's some questions because, you know, the Chiefs have a lot of players at running back back there. But I, I think they've got some question marks too. And and these guys have some upside. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, they've, they've got a chance, but they've, they've really impressed me. Um, you know. What did you talk about? Before you go move on, I want to talk about the running backs real quick. You talk about a, a couple of the guys that uh, the Chiefs brought in, and I believe the second one you mentioned is actually a tryout player. Uh, Hicks is a tryout player right now, so he may not uh, be on the roster. We'll find out in the next couple of days. Uh, I would imagine, I at least envision that there's going to be at least two or three, maybe maybe more, maybe less, I guess, uh, of the trial players that actually get contracts and maybe some of the college free agents or some of the other guys Kansas City already has are going to be let go to bring in those free agent guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, every year the Chiefs, you know, and, and I think the John Dorsey era and the Brett Veach era will be fairly similar here. You know, after the mini camp, you're going to see some turnover, you know, and, and whether that's some guy, some of these 14 college free agents that were signed, uh, turnover, maybe it's some of the other guys who are already on the roster turnover and in, in, in favor of some of these tryout players. Some of these tryout players are going to stick around. So there, there will be a little bit of turnover here. Where it comes from is always tough to see. Right. Well, and what intrigues me about this entire uh, talk about the running backs is Kansas City has gone out and really made some moves at running back this season where you didn't think that they were going to have room to do so. I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Kerwin Williams, you look like a guy, you look like a, a guy, you look at a guy like the Miami running back. Um, uh, Damian Williams. Yes, Damian Williams. And you're wondering where do those guys come in? Because you already have Kareem Hunt. Uh, you would think you'd have back Spencer Ware, but maybe this is meaning that he's not going to be healthy this year. Uh, and you would think Trek Andrick West is going to be here, but bringing in those two guys, I'm not so sure West sticks. Uh, they're certainly building up for some competition, uh, absolutely. And I think bracing themselves for, you know, and just 
insurance against some injuries because um, I think where is a huge question mark. I mean, it really is with the severity of that injury and, and, and not really getting a good sense yet as far as how his rehab is going. I think that's a question mark. Um, you know, Akeem Hunt's still sticking around, but, you know, I, I, I think that I don't think he, he showed enough necessarily last year as far as the return game goes, which is, you know, why he was really brought in. I don't know if you really saw enough to say that they couldn't get better at that spot. And, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, sure, Kendrick West, I, I think he's been a nice role player for the Chiefs and everything, but they're certainly looking at, you know, bringing in some guys. And remember, you know, sure, Kendrick West was this kind of guy, too. I mean, he was an undrafted free agent, came in and won a job and is, you know, stuck around for a few years. So, you know, he's he's kind of fighting off guys who were him before he was he was him. Well, yeah, and he was and I know he's beloved by coaches, but that can only get you so far. Um, so, and I, I have no issues with Shark and request. I just looking at who they brought in so far and the depth at running back, I just don't see how they're going to keep everybody or how they're going to keep, I mean, maybe they don't plan on keeping Curlin Williams or Damian Williams, but I think both of those guys deserve to be on an NFL roster because they bring something to an NFL roster, uh, especially coming, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, you know, especially for Damian Williams. So it'll be interesting to me to see how they they play the char, or how Charkandrick uh, ends up this offseason. Yeah, it, you know, they're definitely throwing numbers at it. I mean, they really are. And I think they're looking to come out of it with, you know, obviously a couple of reliable backups, but I think they're also looking to come out of it with a couple of reliable special teamers. And, you know, that's – I think Curl Williams fits in that category. I mean, if he can return kicks and do it successfully – that's why how he can win his way onto this team. Um, you know, Daryl Williams, maybe he is, you know, maybe he's the, the backup running back. Maybe, maybe he can win out that role. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, that's going to be one of the more competitive groups, I think, as far as because the, the Chiefs have really, they've stockpiled some nice talent there. But, you know, they've got, I think, you know, maybe eight wide receivers on the roster right now, maybe seven or eight. You know that's 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 too many. I mean, you're not going to have that many, but it's going to be a heck of a battle. Are there any other of the rookies that are sticking out to you right now? You know, we talked about some of the some of them earlier, but um, you know, I, I, I Demontre Wade, another cornerback from Murray State. Um, I think he's been running. I've seen him running with the first team. I think maybe it's a bit of nickel and dime situations, but um, he's been getting some playing time there. Um, uh, Devondre Seymour is a big tackle. Um, uh, he's, he's once again, he's been kind of an interesting name to see out there. Um, Isn't that Richard Seymour's kid? I believe it is. Yes. And uh, Ryan Hunter, uh, he's been, he's the, uh, I think the, uh, he's the kid from Bowling Green. Um, the, 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 I'm trying to remember the big guy from Idaho who's out there or the, the Oh, I'm thinking of Jimmy Cross is the whole, the center from Holy Cross that I've been thinking about. And then uh, there's the Idaho kid. Uh, gosh, why am I blanking? Oh, it's Jordan Jordan Rose. That's it. Yep. Um, you know, so I mean, offensive line to me is really intriguing because that's a position that the Chiefs really did not stock up on during the offseason. Um, had I believe eleven offensive linemen going into the you know the yeah, I think uh, uh, McKenzie may have been the twelfth, but he's just he's a, he's a project kid. But you know, for training camp, you really you're looking for maybe at least fifteen, maybe eighteen offensive linemen. You need some numbers there, so that's why I still think that there's probably going to be maybe some offensive line guys that they look at because I still don't think they have enough numbers for OTAs and for training camp to really do the work that you need to do. 
Well, and you bring up offensive line. Uh, that brings up the story of them not picking up the tender for Cam Irving, which you know I've I've said before. I could I could argue both directions. Um, to me, I don't think that it makes sense to make that move and, and give him the fifth year option. But at the same time, I would have kind of understood it just because. I mean, you look at what the Chiefs did this year, and uh, I know he was somewhat joking uh, when Jeff Schwartz said this, but the Chiefs basically went out and drafted a defensive lineman to turn him to offensive lineman, to turn him to a guard. That's how bad this class was. That's how bad the offensive line class is is becoming. It's really hard to find players that are ready to step into a pro system. Oh, absolutely it is. I mean, it's, you know, part of it is the way that college offenses are run. They're, they're just different than what you're doing at the NFL level. So these players are, are, are being asked when they get to the pros to do something that most of them haven't done before. So there's that. There's, they're, they're just, their blocking schemes are different. So yeah, I mean, you are, when you're drafting, especially now in the, in the NFL, you're drafting offensive linemen purely on potential because there's very few of them that you can just say based on the, the offense that they ran in college and production that you know it's going to translate to the NFL. And you've really got to, you know, look under some barrels and look in some barrels and everything to try and find guys. Unless you can get Quentin Nelson. There's always one. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be uh, a guy that's going to be a lot of fun for Andrew Luck to have in his offensive line for years to come. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go through the free agents, uh, well, all the rookies, and see who we think is going to have a chance at making the 53 at this point, even though it's way early. So be right back. All right, Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot. We've already kind of talked about Chase Litton. Um, Let's just go down the – I'm going through the Chiefs minicamp roster. Um, do you think Chase Litton has a pretty good chance of making? Yeah, I really making do. Making over McLoin. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I'm not going to say it's 100 percent or anything. It's it's not that, but um, I, I think it's I think it's better than even money. I mean, if he can, if he can, if based on what we've seen in the mini camp, I mean, if he can really show that once they get into the preseason and everything, that he can run the game, he can get the team in and out of the huddle, call plays. Uh, I, I I I'd say he probably wins the job. And I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about him. How's his arm looked? His arms look good. I mean, he's definitely looked good on deep balls. And, you know, uh, on day two, he had a couple of nice deep passes. And that was a day when, you know, the wind was blowing pretty good. And uh, some of the other quarterbacks had some troubles with the wind. So uh, it looked like he's been able to make all the throws that we – they haven't haven't asked him to do obviously anything too crazy and and let's face it we're not getting the oohs and ahs that we had with Patrick Mahomes last year so right but you can't it's expect not that. the same thing yeah but uh no he's 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 looked the part i mean he's he's looked like the part of a you know a, a developmental quarterback what about any of these running backs you think they have a shot at the 53 man roster at this point I do like Daryl Williams. I really do. Uh, he, he's looked good. He's had some speed. Uh, I think you have to throw him into the mix. I mean, that, like we were talking about earlier, that's a it's a competitive group. Um, but you know, I think he's got as good a chance as anybody. Um, you know, the other the JD Moore, the other kid from LSU that they drafted, I, I think he's more of a fullback type, and uh, and I I don't think you carry two fullbacks. I mean, I think that's I think he's I think he's a camp body. I mean, you know, and he's obviously there for insurance if anything happens to Sherman, but um, that's probably a long well, and shot. And they don't have Orson Charles anymore. Exactly. Um, I mean, you know, they're and 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 they're probably going to pick up some more tight ends. I mean, I expect them to be in the market for that, especially after the Randall Telfer deal fell apart. Well, but, and since you bring that up, do you know anything about the, what happened with that? 
No, I mean, uh, both both sides have been pretty tight-lipped on it and everything, but I, I, I think it's, you know, it's fair to ask questions about, you know, what it was. Now, I mean, it was, hey, it was two, you know, role players being, you know, changed for themselves and one, Daddy Nicholas, who really, you know, hadn't played in over a year. So, you know, these aren't superstars that we're talking about dealing here, but I, I think it says something that once the trade reverted that they were both waived, that I, I, I think if, you know, if I think, I, I think if either team were really interested in keeping either one of these guys, they'd still be on the rosters. Well, and you look at uh, Daddy Nicholas, I don't know, you know, to me, and this is something I talked, I think, with Ryan about, is that I don't know that Daddy Nicholas fits what they're going to be doing going forward at off, at outside linebacker. Well, I think I, he may have fit two years ago, but I think they're going bigger. And, yeah. I mean, you look at Speaks and you look at um, – and I understand that – uh, Passage, you know, may not play a lot of uh, outside linebacker, but to me, both those draft picks make it look like they're trying to shift what they're going to do with their outside linebackers. They are. They're, de- they're certainly definitely shifting what they do. And, and we talked about, you know, that they've wanted to get faster on defense, but they want to get bigger and faster on defense. And, and that's not really Daddy Nicholas. I mean, he's, he's, he's a little bit smaller and I think they're looking for more power from that position going forward. And, and that's not his game. I mean, he's, I think he's a better fit for some different, different defensive schemes than what the Chiefs want to do going forward. Yep. All right, so let's take a look at the wide receivers. Obviously, uh, you probably have, what, uh, four wide receivers that are probably guaranteed a spot right now on the roster. Uh, Hill, Watkins, uh, Conley, um, and Chesson, I would imagine. So yeah, I mean, maybe, I think, yeah, Demarcus Robinson. two more. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson is probably that next where you'd say maybe not quite 100%. I think he, he, I think he definitely has to prove himself to come, you know, stick in there and everything. And then, yeah, I mean, I think you got maybe two spots after those top four um, that you're competing for. And, and they've got, once again, some numbers there. I mean, not just between, you know, bringing back the Anthony Thomas and Marcus Kemp and Gary Dieter. Um, you've added, you know, some young guys with Brandon Shippen, Daniel Braverman, Nelson Spruce is in there. Um, you know, and then, oh, you know, see, I forgot about Braverman. Yeah, and you've signed, you know, By- Byron Pringle, and you've signed Elijah Marks. Um, there's even, you know, um, you know, Blake Mack, who's actually a tight end, and you know, one of their their college free agents that they signed. He's kind of a tweener. I think there's some questions, you know, about whether maybe he could play a little bit of wide receiver, whether he's tight ends his best position. Um, you know, I, he could bounce around, so maybe he ends up being a tight end, but he lines up more as a wide receiver. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've got some, they've, that's another position group that's going to have some competition because, you know, I, I, I think there's maybe, you know, one, two, three, five guys for, you know, legitimately for two spots and, you know, and some other people who could fight their way in there. Well, and you bring up Blake Mack and the tight end group. The tight end group is one of the most fascinating groups to me because behind Travis Kelsey, I really don't know what you have. Um, you know, you have Jason Morrow, you have uh, Demetrius Harris. Uh, you know, you don't have Orson Charles anymore. You don't have Telfer, who you were trying to trade for. Um, so it's really questionable as to how they're going to go th- that direction. Yeah, you got Tim Wright in the mix too, uh, uh, but you're I right. I mean, him. you're right though. Between because with with Wright and tomorrow, I mean, there's there's been injury issues. There's been you know there's, there's been just playing time. You know, not being there for either one of them. So I don't think you really know what you've got in either one of those two. But I I know from looking at that group that they've signed, and you know, and even you include Mac in that group too. I don't have a blocker anymore. And so. Yep. You know, that's uh, they're going to add another tight end. I mean, I have no doubt about that before, whether it's before OTAs, before training camp, maybe two. I don't know. But 
the they, they need a blocker. To. They absolutely yeah. need somebody who can block. Yep. All right. So let's flip to the offensive line. Uh, to me, I do think it's kind of funny. I'm sitting here looking at the uh, list, and everybody's listed as O lineman, or I guess Andrew Wiley is considered a tackle, uh, but. Khalil McKenzie, they made sure to put him as a guard. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I just Everybody find that else is humorous. like, ah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just find it humorous. Um, which it's interesting because they showed his number is sixty six, and on the sheet they're showing it as sixty seven. Yeah, there was there was just uh, some confusion when they were putting together the rosters and everything about what his number was going to be. But yeah, he did settle on sixty six. It was sixty six. Okay, um, so. Obviously, you got uh, five, six guys, seven guys, probably counting Irving, uh, that are guaranteed roster spots. I would imagine offensive line. They usually keep what nine, yeah. uh, sometimes even ten, uh, and so that you know, McKenzie becomes eight. Uh, you know, Devondre Seymour. He has the bloodlines. Uh, Richard Seymour's his father. You think he has a shot? I think he's got a shot. I mean, I think he's definitely in the in the mix there and everything. I I think it might be tough. I mean, unless he's able to beat out Cameron Irving, um, because you know, uh, looking at this group, I mean, yeah, you've got uh, four guys who are starters for sure. You know what you're, what you're locked in there. Um, left guard remains a question mark. Which you know, you've got Brian Witzman, you've got Cam Irving. I could possibly play there. You've got. Parker Anger, who can play there. Right. Um, so, that's, so that gets me to a seven. And then the eighth would be McKenzie. Um, and and I still think you need a more reliable center. I mean, even though you're saying Cam Irving is your center, um, you know, maybe your backup center, you need somebody else. And then, you know, maybe, is that Jordan Davey? Maybe. Um, I think you'd have to pencil him in right now because I think he's, he's just your most experienced guy who can step in there. Okay. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we will come back and talk about the defense. All right, so defensive line going to look a lot different this year. I'm still of the opinion that it's possible that, and I I hate saying this, but I'm still wondering if uh, Alan Bailey makes it to the roster this year. I I I I don't think that the Chiefs want to have another you know salary cap cut like they did with that last year with Macklin. I I think if they they felt like they needed to make that move, they would have done it by now. Um, doesn't rule it out. Yeah. Um, the only I, argument I, I would make on that, and I understand what you're saying, but the only argument I'd make on that is not knowing if you have a replacement for him makes it a lot harder to cut him. Yeah, there there's definitely that. I mean, there's certainly that issue that if you if you do decide that you got through. If you get through OTAs and you feel like that, you know, you've, you're going to be okay without him and you do need to make that move for salary cap reasons, then yeah, I mean, you can do that. But I, I, I don't know if they want to go through that two years in a row and, and the turmoil that that can cause and everything. I, I think that's fairly well set, but and hey, nothing's written in stone. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if they really like what they have, they can, they can go forward, but I'm, I'm still, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know they really have a legitimate replacement for him yet. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I, Jarek Naughty has got all the potential to step in and play really well, but I, I think he's more of a D tackle type. I don't know if he's really, you know, more of a in Bailey's position. Um, you know, is is Raheem Nunez, Roaches, and Chris Jones enough to be your starters? I think you, you get kind of thin. I mean, the thing with with Bailey is that I think you just lose an enormous amount of depth. I mean, because this is. Not the deepest position on the team, and uh, you get past you know right now even with the first you know maybe four or five guys, I I don't I don't know how much you you trust your depth at that position. Yeah, Jenkins and 
Jarvis Jenkins and uh, the guy that they brought over last year at the end of the yeah, year. Um, yeah, Stephon Charles and Justin Hamilton, who are at those spots. Hamilton is the yeah. one I was thinking yeah. of. Um, so you think any of these guys that are not draft picks have, have a shot? I mean, have you seen anything from uh, D-Liner, <laughs> the big guy? Which yeah. I'm guessing he's more of a nose tackle type um, considering his size. Yeah, he's more of a more of a nose tackle type. So, I mean, and that's that's the one position that the, along the defensive line that they've certainly thrown some numbers at because you know with Williams and Naughty D liner and you've got Hamilton Charles, you know T Y McGill still you know on their on the roster. So there's a lot of bodies there and everything to sort through. But no, I mean D liner uh, physically, you look at it, he can play the part absolutely, and and, and he's he's and he's looked like he's held his own in minicamp. Well, he's coming from Central. Oh, wait, uh, no. Arkansas, Arkansas State. Arkansas State, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so if we shift to linebacker, uh, linebacker is going to be a position in flux this year. Obviously, you have your four starters. You have D Ford, uh, Raglan, Hitchens, and Houston. Um, and then you're going to figure out where you're going to be going from there. Obviously, Brilliant Speaks is going to be one of those guys. It looks like Dorian O'Daniel will be another one. So that gets you to six. Um, I would think that Terrence Smith probably is going to be in there just because of his special teams play. Uh, Frank Zombo is another, so that would probably get you to eight. Any arguments there on on any of those? Uh, I'd, I'd throw okay, man, Legway into the mix. I think he's he's, uh, flex, I think I he's flexible enough. I think he's he's you, you know flexible enough to play a lot of positions, and he's a you know solid special teamer too. So <laughs> there's there are once again there's a lot of numbers there at that position. Yep. But do you think that uh, what was it? Neiman has a shot at, at at surprising people. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think he can. He's been playing, uh, if, if I remember correctly, I think he's been playing mostly inside and everything. So you know, you'd have to put him in that competition with a Legway and Smith. Um, you know, he's he's a little bit different player. I think he's 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 more of a, you know a Mike type and everything like that. You know, whereas those two, are, I mean, to me, are really more Will types and everything. So maybe he's just it fills a different role. So maybe the competition's really between maybe those two to, to back up Hitchens, and you know maybe Neiman can find his way on the squad as you know, as a Reggie Racklin's backup. Well, and then you get to the DBs, and this is going to be a position group that's going to be very. Interesting to watch because I think they it's really going to be hard, depending on how many linebackers they keep and how many tight ends they keep or running backs as well because they've gone overly deep at those positions in the past. Uh, but you look at DB, and I honestly think 10 is the minimum that they're going to have, and I wouldn't be surprised to see 11 between CBs and safeties. No, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I, they've got six – well, the seven safeties on the roster right now, as far as, you know, guys that I know that they really like. Um, and that's that's one of the reasons, you know, why, you know, I think yesterday we talked about Elliot Berry and everything. You're talking about trying to fight your way past, you know, Eric Berry, Eric Murray, Daniel Sorensen, Robert Golden, Jordan Stearns, Leon McQuay. Um, you know, she's like all those guys. And and then you add Armani Watts to the mix. Uh, that's that's a hard group to, to fit in there. Um, well, you know, and you mentioned the name of Daniel Sorensen, who I think is – maybe going to be fighting for a roster spot because of one is cost and two, because between Armani Watts and Dorian O'Daniel, I think they kind of replace Sorensen's uh, type of play. I mean, Watts is more of a free safety, uh, but you know, you look at what Dorian O'Daniel is going to be doing. I think he's going to be put in basically where Daniel Sorensen was uh, up towards the line of scrimmage and covering people and being that guy. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, with what what the moves they have made, you certainly think that Sorensen's going back to just being, you know, a third or fourth safety and a special teams player. And yeah, with his contract, that's 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 a that's a lot to be making for that kind of player. So yeah, I mean, I think that it certainly you know puts his 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 spot in into flux. So is there any anybody that's really stood out to you at DB wise? Um, I know we've already talked about Trayman Smith, you know the the rookie that they drafted, and Arian Springs, uh, Jordan Stearns, and Chaney Stribling. Um, anybody else in that group that really stands out to you? Yeah, those those are the ones that are most impressive, and you know, and I think you certainly, I, I'd say Tremont Smith and, and Arian Springs are to me the most likely um, candidates to the challenge for roster spots and everything. Uh, you know, some of the others certainly could, but I, I'd put those two definitely in the mix. And you know, I, I, this is a position that I think could go a lot of different ways because I, I, I'm 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 only willing to say that Kendall Fuller is a starter. And because I think that Steven Nelson and David Amerson have got things to prove, um, you know, I think you, you, you like what you have there. And, and with Amerson in particular, I think that you're hoping that, you know, getting him maybe back to what he's good at, that he kind of, you know, maybe has a different year than he had last year. But I think there's still question marks there. And, you know, could, you know, could an Arian Springs, could, you know, uh, uh, Will Redmond, could uh, Ashton Lampkin you know, challenge them? It's possible, you know. Keith Reeser's in the mix here too, and I know the Chiefs really like him. You know, it's there's a I I don't know that the Chiefs have a clear cut, you know, number two, number three corner, and you know the the line between maybe two and seven may be pretty thin. Well, Matt, thank you again for all of your awesome insight into rookie minicamp. Uh, if you are not following him on Twitter, you need to be. I don't know why you haven't been. It is at Matt Derrick. Uh, thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate it, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Sounds great. It's always great talking to you guys. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review, and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.